Hello, dear ones, and welcome to the Amazing Way podcast, hosted by me, Dr. Beth Reese, mother of three awesome kids and founder of Yoginos Yoga for Youth. Listen and share this podcast. Hope you enjoy. When I was six years old and started hurling chairs at my mom, Dr. Beth Reese, in the dining court of the Salt Lake City Airport, she knew something was up. Hi, this is Jordan, and I'm one of her three awesome kids. Soon after that day at the airport, my mom learned that her daughter, me, had sensory processing disorder considered by many to be a spectrum disorder. My mom spent years searching and researching for tools to help me pause, center myself, create who I really am, and then press play. Thus, she developed Flower Power Breath, which I still use to this day in college, and she also found a passion for helping others find their way through the means of yoga. The Amazing Way podcast synthesizes over two decades of my mom's work, bringing mindfulness, mental hygiene, and yoga on and off the mat to teachers, parents, and families in homes, classrooms, schools, and beyond. This podcast offers practical ideas and tools for integrating research-based self-regulation tools into daily life. Take it from me, you want to check this podcast out. Yeah, baby. Hi, welcome to the Oh Amazing Way podcast. My name is Beth Reese, I'm your host, and it is a fantastic day. In fact, it is a daring, darling, dynamic day because I'm here with Dan Houston. Dan, like if that wasn't like your best introduction of you, I don't know what is. <laughs> How are you? I like that to be everywhere. Right? I know. I'll just people, come with people, you. Walk in, <laughs> you walk into a room and people give you that introduction. That's pretty amazing. I know. Well, that's how we roll here, Dan. That's how we roll. So I'm, I'm so grateful to have Dan here. And um, what I'd like to do, Dan, and for those of you listening or watching, let's go ahead and do three belly breaths and just really get present to being here in this moment right now putting aside any spilt milk or spilt coffee um, of earlier in the day and really dropping together. So I'm, and we do belly breathing as a way, it's great to teach kids and for adults, as a way to really connect with our body and to uh, really nourish that diaphragmatic breathing where we're nourishing our insides. Uh, it's also really the natural way that we breathe. If you ever watch a baby breathe, you notice that when they breathe in, their belly rises, and when they breathe out, the belly falls. And then at some point, we're taught like not to do that. So I'm gonna put my hands on my belly. If you wanna join me in that, Dan and friends, if you're driving, don't do that. Um, and I'm gonna softly close my, I don't gotta say that, softly close my eyes. And I'm going to breathe in through my nose and let my belly get big like a birthday balloon. And then slowly breathe out of my nose or mouth. Let my belly soften, soften, soften. Breathing in through your nose, which is a great natural filter, humidifies the air and breathing out. Breathing with a nice, ah, uh, can help also calm the body. Breathing in one last time, belly breath. Softly open your eyes and welcome. Uh, Dan, I, I am so honored that you are here. And um, as the founder of Mind Tribes and all that you are up to, um, just thank you for the generosity of being here. 
And before I introduce Dan, um, I for like formally and all of his like, you know, crazy awesome stuff that he does. Um, I want to share with you, of course, one of my favorite stories about Dan. And so many years ago, in fact, it was two and a half years ago, Dan, I know that. Um, I was leading, as you know, you know the story, tell it constantly. Um, I was leading one of my Yoginos Yoga for Youth trainings at your space, Empowered, here in Houston. Um, and so generous, you just are such a community builder, and I got to be a part of that. And it was a Sunday afternoon, and my trainees and I were there, and we were finishing lunch, and you came in, and um, you, you said, you know, Beth, can I say something? I was, of course. And you started speaking to us in a way that I've never heard anyone, and it, it, you weren't thanking us. And I later learned you were acknowledging us. And the way that you dropped in and were present to us and really spoke to us in a way that had us feel connected and like understood and gotten for what we were up to, bringing yoga to kids and parents. Like we all just sort of, we're speechless, quite honestly. And I later came up to you and I was like, Dan, what was that? Right? And I, and I said, I want some of that. Whatever that was that you just were able to do for us, I want to be a giver of that love. And you said, um, Beth, check out the Landmark Forum, Landmark Worldwide. And I've been on a path with them ever since. And every time I, and it's changed my life completely. And every time I see you, I have to acknowledge the gift that you gave me and my family and my friends by acknowledging us. Mm. Every time you tell the story, it feels like the first time. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, all right. So let's dig in here and uh, hear about this awesome guy. And he has so much to share with us today. And so I really I want to get to that place where I get to hand over that baton. Uh, Dan is a full-time mover and student at heart. He's the co-creator of Mind Tribes, a yoga-inspired coaching company that empowers others to deliver on their wildly important goals. He's committed to empowering others to adopt a whole life movement paradigm that gives them access to an individualized and pain-free practice. Boom. I love that. That's just mm -hmm. amazing. Dan's also deeply passionate about goal setting and mindful performance coaching. He has a keen ability to tap into possibility and results-based coaching to produce dramatic results for his clients and partners. Most of all, Dan aims to be honest and honest embodiment of what living your dharma looks like in the world. And in the amazing way land, it's kind of like living the amazing way, living a path living your life every day in an intentional, curated way. Dan is committed to truthfully, reliably, and effectively sharing the yoga tradition in a safe container of transformative learning. On this path, he channels his efforts through the leadership of yoga teacher training, mindful performance coaching, meditation instruction, and teaching and movement classes. Now, Dan, I'm guessing that uh, you know this. This didn't all just didn't all come to you like overnight one day. Um, and maybe, in fact, there's a moment that the light really came on for you uh, on your on your own hero's journey that really stands out as 
being the moment that you decided to be who you are today. And I would love to hear that story. Mm, yeah, of course. Well, first off, if I can just back up and acknowledge you for having me here. Um, and I'm really grateful for your friendship, for your listening, and for who you are in the world as someone who's creating. And I, I'm, I'm really inspired by, I'm inspired by people who show up. And then I'm also inspired by people who, have, who, who put their, themselves out into the world and say, here's my creation. And it's a really vulnerable act in saying, you know, you give people the, the autonomy, the authority to either take it and use it and hold it up or to crush it. And I, I, don't, meet, I don't meet very many people who choose the latter. And it is, it is just a vulnerable act. So I really want to acknowledge you for having me here and being in this conversation. And, um, you know, I, I was thinking about this when you shared some of the format for this conversation. And I, I really couldn't boil it down to a moment. And it, if, I, if I were to say it, yeah, you know, it's, it's like moments. It's a series of moments where life unfolds. And I think that's just the way life happens. Um, and the word that's really helping me ground down, and you, you read it in the lengthy and wonderful introduction for what, you know, what we do, who I am, a little bit of that. That's just a piece of what we do. The word that really sticks out for me time and time again, and it's a very like, present word for me, is dharma. Mm -hmm. And I started doing some research on the word and what I discovered about the word, if you go to the etym etymology of the word, it, it speaks to the, the thing that brings together our internal experience of our internal world and our external experience of, of this like periphery around us. Because those, those things can seem at odds in a lot of ways. And I think that's where um, dukkha or like pain or frustration or, you know, just dealing with the things we deal with in life. That's where those things really come forward. And when I think about my dharma, uh, I had a conversation with my wife, Christina, and we were just asking each other questions at dinner last night and um, not really going anywhere in particular, but we got into this conversation of who we were when we were children and whether we're like the same now or whether we're distinctly different. And I think I was always a really inquisitive child. Um, and I don't know that I had or had found at the time when I was, I mean, let's say 10, right? 10 or younger, uh, were developing and I didn't really know where to channel my, uh, my energies. So having the word Dharma now really helps me look back. And, and a few of the, you know, you mentioned the hero's journey and the few of the things that um, I can point to as moments that were really critical for me were um, the, the little things like graduating high school, going to college, and the, the specific um, arena that I chose or the, the degree that I chose in college was movement and health studies. It was, in a way, it was, a, and I grew up in Canada, so it was an experimental. I feel like everything in my education was experimental to my benefit. So I took this degree. Um, it was wonderful. It, it, it exposed me to anatomy. It exposed me to a lot of the things that I love now in terms of this the verbiage that I added into the, the bio of a whole movement paradigm. And I include movement as, you know, the movement of those wildly important goals in our life. 
And if I think back to, so I'm just going to share a bunch of moments with you. Um, You know, I think, yeah, (laughs) I think back to a moment that I believe having a coach for anybody, whether, you know, whether people choose our company as a, as an option for coaching or go another direction like landmark or, you know, there's a lot of other things out there. A lot of individuals that have a lot of gifts. I think having a coach was a, was a pivotal moment moment for me. And my coach said, you know, when you get stuck, keep moving. And that really stuck out for me. And it, it, it made me think back to lots of other moments in my life. So his advice was, you know, if you don't know what your business is, he's like, look at your desk and organize your pencils. That's your business right now. It's like, whatever you do, just keep moving. And I, I've really used that in a way to help me ground down. But when I look back at some of the other moments in my life that were pretty critical in focusing me in this thing called Dharma, it's like I, my, my mother passed away of malignant melanoma and it was a very um, quick process. And it helped me in a lot of ways. Well, I, I always say that my mother was my first teacher of, of breathing. You know, when she was going through everything she was going through, she taught me how to breathe. And it was like, that's the only thing that mattered down to the end down to that last moment where you see someone take a breath and you're like, wow, breath is it. And then, you know, fast forward, this is a few years later, I found out my father had had, um, he was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. And if you know anything about like different types of cancers, that's pretty like critical. And I I had the ability to go with him. I, I flew back to Canada. I, um, I went through his treatments with him. He was in an experimental study um, and he had the most intensive treatment. So he had, you know, intense bouts of um, chemotherapy, intense bouts of radiation. And I remember having a conversation with him and I, it was so, it's so vivid in my mind because we were walking along a street and he had just had some of his treatments. And this was just about the time that I was getting into like some personal development and, and goal setting and, you know, and yoga And I asked him, I said, you know, what is it like? Like, how does it feel to be where you are? I just, I didn't really know how to frame the question, but he said, I'm really scared. And I think what that, what those two experiences were were really critical um, life experiences for me personally. And what they helped me do is to go like life's short. It's really short. And I don't know exactly where it was down the line, like which moment it was, but I discovered for myself that Dharma wasn't a thing. It's like happiness. We go go out and find happiness. Good luck. (laughs) Dharma is a thing that isn't, I was doing some writing just before this, we started the conversation. And what I wrote down was that Dharma is an inside out phenomenon. So it's something that is created from inside of us. We bring it to the world as opposed to going out and trying to find it somewhere. It's going to be a long process and not a very fruitful process in my experience, you know, and, and for the, for the listening of the, of the listeners who are on this podcast, you know, the miracle of the story of my father is that I I believe it truly was in his mindset that he was like, well, I got to keep on living. And he, he had this ability to, I think of it like um, separating yourself from, the story or the, or even the senses or your experience of what you think this thing is over here and just choosing your life. 
he chose his life. And I don't know if that's exactly why, but, um, you know, he went to the doctor one day and the doctor said, we can't find your, I mean, obviously there's like radiation and all those other things. I, I don't want to make it too simple, but that he went to the, the doctor and the physician said, we can't find your cancer anywhere. And we're going to have to do some more tests, but this is looking like, we don't know what this is quite yet. And at a certain point, I think one of his doctors described it as a miracle. I, I just got chills, Dan, and I, I haven't heard you share that story. And it just, to me, really underlines the power of what we choose to focus on from the inside out. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it's, it's all at our fingertips. Hmm. <laughs> like, what is this? It's, it's simple, but not easy. Correct. It still takes work, you know, and, and that's the thing is like, I, I, I go back to my acknowledgement of, of you and creating this and, you know, I'll put myself in that position of the work that we're doing or anybody doing work around teaching yoga or, you know, launching a, a personal coaching program or a coaching business or, you know, anything, anything that requires that, that work, it takes work. And I really respect people who do the work. And I was also thinking, um, we can talk about this later, but the, the tool that you brought up of breathing, belly breathing. I think breathing has also been the thing that has helped me consistently tap into when I'm asking myself the question. I think we, I don't know. And I think that we, at some point, ask ourselves the question of like, why am I here? Or like, what should I do? What's my thing? or how, however we ask ourselves that question. And whenever I drop into breath and tap in, I'm sometimes left with the experience of, I don't know, I still don't know, and here I am. And that's my work right now. And then I'm in the experience of dropping into the breath and I discover a new idea or a new direction. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting process. It really is. And I think the other thing I hear you pointing to is, um, you know, it's like my kids. I have a, my, Cole, my son is 16 and everyone's asking him, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to college for? And he's like, I don't know yet. And, and in the space of, I think society often wants people to be on a linear path. And the reality is life is not a linear path. And what I hear you talking about is this, this way of living um, your life in this dharmic manner really provides a kind of a landscape to honor that interconnected, weaving path landscape sort of living. Absolutely. Yeah. It, as soon as you started sharing, I was reminded of, um, there's a YouTube video that's gained some popularity of Alan Watts. And Alan Watts has this talk about, you know, what do you want to do in your life? And he uses the, and I think we've adopted this and it's really starting to, we're starting to see some of the fruits is that we just said, well, this is what we love to do. And this is the direction we're going to go. And for us, that initially looked like teaching yoga. And then we adopted teacher training. And now we have um, goal coaching. And Christina, my wife also does whole 30 coaching. So We've, we've started to move in a number of different directions, but the one thing that was, if you look at what we did over time, you were like, oh, they did 
nonprofit and they did, we've done all these different little iterations. Yet the one thing that was the constant in that was the, the choice to do the thing that we loved and that lit us up mm. and allowed us to have a, be a contribution to other people. And referring back to the Alan Watts um, recording or YouTube video, he says, you do that long enough and eventually, well, first of all, other people, there's got to be other people out there that, that are in line and love the thing that you love. Sure, there's, there's one case of like, there's something so far off the beaten trail that you're just like, okay, it's going to be a small community, but there's at least somebody else out there that loves it. But what we decided to do is just to go in that direction, to keep creating. And um, the message was over time, if this is your goal, now you might just be doing a hobby, but for us, this was like, not only is this our life, this is also our, the way to create wealth and to create money. And I make a distinction between those two things. And that money is a measure of our wealth. It's not wealth wholeheartedly. What it looks like with reference to my story is that we, what we're learning is that we need one another. And you, you said something to this effect on one of your Instagram posts. Like, I can only do what I do with you. Yeah. And when I, really, when I really allow for that and I get out of my ego's way of the way that I think it should be done or my fear of it not working, then I just open up a space for people to be a contribution to me. And this is life. Like, this is, to me, this is Dharma. Yeah, that's is that, can I give up? Yeah. That's really, really beautiful. And, um, and to me, Dan, you, you are absolutely one of those human beings that when I'm thinking about that co-creating and calling forth community, I'm like, what's Dan been doing? <laughs> How does Dan do that? Like you and Christina really are such a force for that. And for here in Houston, and also hearing the ways you are taking on creating that, this ripple effect of mind tribes nationally and internationally. And um, what I'd love to do is mm -hmm. take a quick break and come back. Love for you to share a practice with us. And then really let's dive in more deeply to mind tribes and what you guys are up to and how, how listeners and viewers can uh, find you. And of course, some of that will be in the notes uh, to the show. Um, but how they, what you're up to and how they can get involved. All right. All right. Awesome. Awesome. We'll Sounds be right great. back. Interested in learning more about making good choices for yourself, others, and the universe on and off the yoga mat? Hi, this is Grace, one of Beth's awesome kids. And I want you to know that my mom's resources and programs with Yoginos, Yoga for Youth, have your back. Be amazing and check out the trainings, award-winning bilingual resources, licensee program, and one-on-one -on -one coaching opportunities with my mom, Beth, at yoginos.com. That's Y-O-G-I-N-O-S.com. Now back to you, mom. So what we're going to do in the second half is we are, we're going to get grounded again, and Dan is going to lead for us, um, I want to say let, of his version of belly breathing and really unpack it, which I think will be so amazing. And that's kind of building on the, just that quick drop in breath we did at the beginning of the podcast. And he's going to expand on it. And then we're going to get to hear more about mind tribes and how we can be a part of the community. So Dan, share, share with us, get us into a, some good belly breathing. 
Of course. Um, I love you said the word earlier. What I want to do is unpack some of the similarities between how you open the podcast. And I'll also include a little bit of explanation, but I, I want to get into the practice first. So close your eyes. And without trying to analyze or, you know, explain anything, just notice how the breath moves. Notice how when you inhale, it tends to expand the side ribs, the back ribs, maybe even the skin behind the heart. And as you exhale, there may be a sensation of, of feeling earth or ground or connection. And you have the spaces in between the inhale and the exhale. And there's an Ayurvedic practitioner in Houston, her name is Sunita. And I love something that she said is that healing happens in between those two spaces. Mm. So as you're here, you can take two fingers or you can just use your awareness and place the fingers on the space between the eyebrows where the arches of the eyebrows meet. And if you do, if you're watching the video and you need to open your eyes and see, I just have my hand here. And this is to bring some awareness to the front of the face. And then move that space down to your heart. Place your hand on your heart. You can feel as the breath moves into the rib cage, into the lungs. You can feel how literally it expands your hand, moves your hand. And on an exhale, slide your hand down to your belly around the position of your bladder. So it's just a few inches below the belly button. And this is the tool that really made the difference for me was being able to shift my attention vis-a-vis -vis my breath from being up in my head and maybe in my heart down to a few inches below the navel. And the specific cue that made the difference for me was on your inhale, distend the belly button away from the spine. And as you exhale, rather than pulling in, just feel the natural drawing back in of the belly button toward the spine. So take a couple more breaths like this. Every time you breathe in, feel the belly button extend. The exhale be natural. And take one more deep breath in. Maybe even sigh to exhale. And then lower the chin down, lower the eyes down. You can flutter the eyes open. Look at your hands, look at your belly. Take one more breath in here. And exhale out and lift your head, open your eyes. Mm. So, you know, wow. there's this term. Yeah, there's this term of being hot-headed. Never, never experienced that, Dan. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm never like that, especially in conversations with my wife, the, the difficult ones where, you know, I'm being a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what helped me? hold on, hold on. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have a friend who, um, he's doing coaching with me and he's like, I, I, 
I'm co I'm doing coaching with you because you're this type of person for me. And I was like, thank you. And just so you know, I'm also this type of person. Like I'm, yeah. I've, it's, it's, I'm with you. And he was like, really, really? I was like, yeah, yeah. I think that's whether you have a yoga teacher or um, a coach or someone who's facilitating and leading, it just makes so much more sense when you're like, oh, you do experience those things that I experience. I'm not alone. Yeah. Right, right. And I know I've, um, you know, some friends who think, you know, life with me and my three kids and two dogs and one cat and a partridge and a pear tree, like that it's always like we're walking on clouds and like the kids are singing, I'm amazing. And no, <laughs> H no, like, but the difference yeah. is now. As I like go to like, and actually the other day, uh, my son Cole said something to me and the fire of anger went through my body and I said something and what he triggered was my, the voice in my head that says I'm stupid. And I mm -hmm. said something just horrid to him. And then I, but I heard it and I was like, you have the heat of anger. You just, you just reacted, clean it up. I apologize. The heat of anger was still there. And I said, I got to go breathe. So, so I think part of what, what can happen with this work is yes, the pe those of us who practice this, we aren't walking on clouds. We do get angry. And, and part of the gift of having all these tools in your toolbox is there's the opportunity to catch it, to mm -hmm. this, be aware of the anger and catch it. And I'm, and I'm guessing Dan, when things get heated with you and Christina, that you're, you guys are catching it. Yeah. Uh, not always. Yeah, right, we, right. We, have, we have, we definitely have the capacity and it's, you know, sometimes like, you know, it's, it's drawn out over a longer period of time. And I believe to really be a part of this work that I keep saying the word work, it's, it's a commitment to developing yourself mm -hmm. and being, being better every day and being, being more of a contribution to other people. And what I, you know, this is a very common theme that I, I actually work with when I'm doing results-based coaching with people. I, I like to call it mindful performance coaching because what it is, is you can catch. So let's say there's a, there's a, um, a frame, a, a time frame of here's my reaction. Like you said, your son or your daughter says, says something and then all this heat comes up and then things are said and thoughts are thought. All of that happens, all the mess, the muck, and then what I, what I train and develop people on inside of my coaching is to be able to A, recognize it. And that's why I offered the tool, which is if I'm coaching someone and they're not, they're not breathing with that deep belly breath, what I'm going to say next and what they're going to say next isn't going to matter mm. because we're not, we're really not listening, you know? And I think of it, um, I think of it in terms of my backgrounds in education and whenever you're dealing with a child who's um, having a reaction, I mean, we're just big children also. So little child, quote unquote, old child, whenever they have the reaction, I was always really intent on, you know, can you take a couple breaths right now? And any time they were able to take those few breaths, I'd, then I'd start the conversation. And sometimes I wouldn't start it. But when I'm working with that individual coaching client, what I'll do is we'll start to... Um, will identify when the reaction happened, were they present to it? And then 
how much time in between have you been living in that disempowering context? Mm. For some people, it's like a full week since the last conversation. And they realize they've been living with this disempowering context for a full week. It's like, how's that? Like, how was that? Mad and grumpy and and feeling tired. And and a lot of that's even, um, it's sub or unconscious. So we don't realize that something over here isn't working, seemingly unrelated to this thing that happened with a conversation with a loved one. But then when you identify it, you're like, that's actually been like right up in your face the whole time. So any other conversations that you have, you can't really be clear and, and fully a part of those conversations in a way that matters. So what I try to do as a coach is I, I have them through my work with them identify when it happened. And if they can't on their own, if they can't um, get out of it, it's really challenging sometimes to get out of it by yourself. So they can create it in language with themselves, like, you know, I'm going to clear this, I'm being, all this different language. But if they can't get out of it, their um, kind of mandate is give me a call. And it's usually about a five to 15 minute call. And then they're like, oh, clear, back in the game of their life. And they're effective again. Mm. It's just, it's, it's really simple, but, you know, it's like something you alluded to earlier, which is, it's simple. And then the work is, is, challenging and ongoing and ongoing and right? ongoing and like yep. even even the this voice in my head that says like i'm you know you know am i good enough right what i've learned also recently is like and i call that my voldemort so if anybody's a harry potter fan um <laughs> and right and it shows up and some days it's really chatty and on those days i'm like all right boldy come have some tea and sit down because i got work to do when it shows up I'm the one that has to choose what my reaction is going to be. And if when I can press pause and do some breathing, that gives me the space to cultivate and curate my response. And sometimes mm-hmm. you're right. Sometimes it's a few minutes. And, and even when I came back out about 10 minutes later, I was still noticing the heat of anger and what was there for me to notice it and be with it and come back out and be like on the court with my son was, I am not going to let Voldemort keep me from my son and from talking to him about what I'm experiencing and how much I love him and that what happened wasn't about him. It was about me. And like, and it's taken something to do that. But, um, because before I would have like hung out in my room like all night and just been pissed and grumpy and then mean and like, blah, and, and mm-hmm. that's okay too, right? Some sometimes we need to experience. We just experience. We're just mad. We just want to be mad for a few minutes. Um, but for me, it was Voldemort's not taking me away from my kids right now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um, similar to some of the language that I picked up around distinguishing between self and not self. Mm. So, you know, when someone's speaking. You know, coaching is interesting because it's, it's a re- you're a mirror. It's a reflection. You're basically sitting in front of yourself. And when you see someone's having a reaction or they say something, it, it really helps sometimes to ask them the question, is that you speaking or is that something else? Mm. When I say you, it's not like there's like a demon or anything like that. It's that it's this world of Atman. In, in, so we're a yoga-inspired coaching company, and we use some of the underpinnings of the principles and the philosophy of yoga. So Atman is like the, the who I am, the M that I am. 
It is my essence. And when I dial into that, my essence is joy and love and connection. This is my belief. And um, it's really helpful. You use the language or the verbiage of welcoming that, that like Voldemort, welcoming that voice in or welcoming that, that experience in. And I think that's really important because I, I recently read a book by, um, I'm not sure if you've heard of Gabor Mate. You know, just love his, uh, well, I love his work. And he, that's one of the threads of, of this book that's, um, the thread is that when we repress that those emotions, those um, sensations, those different like emotional impacts can go inward. Mm. And there's, they're looking for some um, research basis of, is that the reason for some of the prominence of autoimmune diseases? You know, this, the book's called when the body says no. And I love in this, you know, I even connect this back to Dharma is when you can say, you know, this is just who I'm being right now. And you welcome that in and you acknowledge like, whoa, I just reacted. And hey, I want to own that or I apologize or, you know, catch, I catch myself. It, it's a really healthy practice. It allows us to live and connect with people in a way that matters. And it, it, it speaks to the, um, the intentionality that comes with directing your attention and your breath. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, Dan, I love what you're up to. And um, for, and again, for people listening and watching, the show notes will have ways to get a hold of Dan and Mind Tribes and learn more specifically about the coaching. Sure. Talk to us about what you have going on where we can, we can drop in and tap in and be. Yeah, of course. So we don't have a, a, a one location. Our, our work is primarily virtual. Now we do have live programs. So we, we've intentionally built this curriculum programs that have entry points for different people, depending on what your interests are. So if I just move through it linear in a linear fashion, I think it helps. We have our Asana deep dive program, and this is where, so if you're a listener right now and you're a studio owner or you have a space and you'd like to um, have us come in and partner with you, this is a, it's a three day program. It's a Friday evening, a full day, Saturday, and then on Sunday. So these are workshops that we do. Then on Sunday, we, we do a, um, a community, big community class where we put all the tools through movement, through asana into, into play. Um, so we have one coming up in Houston with yoga works, but we, we have them all over the country. So we have a, a good following in California, um, in Pennsylvania. We're looking at Seattle um, and Washington is another option. So the best thing is, like you said, we'll share the, all the ways to connect through the show, the show notes. And the website has all that information, the latest updated information. So that's Asana Deep Dive. And then we have our 200-hour teacher training. And we're looking at, in 2020, doing our 300, we will be launching our 300-hour teacher training for those who are listening. And I love that. those, yeah. Sorry. So, and no, and we have some, like we're right, now we're in conversations with, with some other facilitators around the country that we love and respect and are welcoming them in to have this be really a unique type of teacher training. Um, and really those two programs work together. So we, we recommend if someone's like, I think I wanna do your 200 hour training, I just like would like to get a better sense of what you do. We really encourage them to come to the Asana Deep Dive. That way, you know, teacher training is a financial investment. So we say, you know, try it out. 
if it's of interest, what we actually do is if someone's uh, MES, we build that cost into their teacher training. So it's just like a little um, addition, a little thank you. And then the other program that we have is our online coaching program. And there's actually, I, I mean, I can go on forever, as you know, but there's two main listings of like, who is it that takes this program? First of all, it's anyone who is out to deliver on a wildly important goal. That could be something business related or not. Could be, we've had people come in and go like, I'm going after relationships. And they're like, go on as many days as I can. Um, and I have some certain goals in that area. And the other group of people are, this is something that's a little bit newer for us. And it's been something that I personally really love is we work with businesses. So we work with yoga studios. Um, we work with different coaching companies. But it's not bound to those, those arenas. And what we do is we have, it's the same program. We have a team of people come into the program. And we even use this to launch our asana deep dives around the country. So they come in and they work as a team and they get individual coaching. They do the content, the program, but they get individual coaching from either me or Christina or one of our core leaders to, again, to deliver on anything ranging from your, your company's core values, your um, wildly important goals, or maybe it's a program. Like we had a, a, a group that just came in, one of the friends from Pennsylvania, and their goal was to write their curriculum for their 200-hour teacher training and make their application, which they did. So now they're like moving in the path of, of launching their own in-house teacher training. It's a donation-based studio. And it's just like the, the people that you meet, even as a participant, we do group sessions on Zoom. The people that you meet are people that will be in your life and be will your, they'll be your fellow co-creators in life forever. And then the other thing is, this is a unique one. It's a teacher training that we're doing in Mexico in hopefully annually, but this, this year we're doing it um, in Troncones, in Ixtapa. Um, and that's 17 days. It's a little bit of a different format. One of the things I love about the path, uh, kind of this landing that you're on right now, um, is it's so accessible to so many different people in so many different places. And, um, mm -hmm. and I know that that takes also a lot of generating and work and just really being out there for people. So I'm going to thank you and Christina for that. And, um, look, so you all, uh, I know you are going to want to jump in and see what Dan and Christina are up to with Mind Tribes. Um, check out the show notes to find out every which way you can find them and connect with them. And Dan, this has been such a pleasure to be with you and have you on this program. And I would love if you would come back another time and share with, share with us more. Maybe we'll have you and Christina on together and share with us more about- It would be fun. Yeah, it would be fun. Take us down uh, your next Dharma path or paths. Mm. I, I'm in, I'm in. Awesome, great. Yeah, absolutely. This, this has been awesome. Every time, what I want to say before we close is every time I have a conversation with you, it feels brand new. Like I know I, I may have said that earlier, but it's just something I'm so present to is, you know, doesn't ever feel like we're talking about the past. It's like we're so present and looking to the future. And I want to be in those conversations all day. So I'm in. Let's do it. All right. Well, for those of you listening and watching, 
stay in the present, generate the future with us. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share with your friends and we will see you next time. Have an amazing day. Thank you for joining my mom and her guests on The Amazing Way. Hi, this is Cole, Beth's son. And for more information on bringing mental hygiene or mindfulness, yoga on and off the mat, her award-winning bilingual resources, and other programs into your home and school, check out yoginos.com. Be sure to share this podcast, and remember, you are amazing. amazing.